the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Dr. McCullough, I welcome you back. Uh, It's a real pleasure to talk with you, I think, just in the span of a couple of weeks, because news seems to break every time we last talk. Good morning. It's you're right. It seems like there's no shortage of breaking news. But you know, as you point out, the the country and the world, I think, has come to know that I've, you know, I've been I've been on point and making the correct calls all the way through now three years of the pandemic. No doubt about it. Um, I, I sat slack jawed to be quite candid with you as I watched, um, in particular, Dr. Leanna Wynn. We covered this extensively on the show yesterday as she goes on CNN. Uh, She was one of the chief CNN uh, proponents of panic and hysteria, and they had the death ticker and the whole bit. You remember it? Well, now she's written a paper and and the CNN people are ticked at her as she's going back on that and saying, you know, we really need to look at how we were counting COVID deaths. Uh, We weren't particularly uh, right about that. And we, we, we misled on what people were dying of and whether it was COVID or whether they just happened to have COVID. um, If I were a violent guy, Dr. McCullough, (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? That makes me so mad. What an insult, frankly, for her to say it so casually when she peddled that for so long. It's so true. You know, I'm a frequent media commentator, probably as much as she is in the media. I've never misled the country like that. I never would. That's immoral. It's unethical. It's illegal, creating mass panic. What we know is that once somebody tested positive for COVID, they're intermittently positive for months. So the only thing that really matters is adjudicated pulmonary COVID, people going into the hospital. We should have stopped reporting hospitalized cases as COVID positive if they weren't adjudicated. But in fact, today, if someone has slips and has an ankle sprain and they're still testing positive from COVID three months ago, it's counted as a COVID uh, encounter. Insane. So uh, now that she goes on CNN and says maybe we should rethink the way we count them, the anchors were actually getting angry at her and suggesting conspiracy theorists are using her her call for caution in the counting of deaths as uh, some way to feed the brush fire of conspiracy. It's remarkable to watch how these almost cultists on television turn on even their own if they if they kind of see a little bit of light and are a little bit honest. Well, there's been a false government narrative, and it's been funded through the COVID Community Core money from 2021. Billions of dollars went to like 4,000 media outlets. And what happened is this money really carried uh, carried an agenda. And anybody at any time who disagrees with this fear-driven agenda is then uh, now attacked. And, and you're right, they'll uh, turn around and attack on their own. I think what one is doing and so many of these media doctors will do is they're trying to find a way of getting on the right side of history. If they've been wrong about lockdowns and wrong about masks and wrong about vaccines, you just wait over and over again. People are going to start to position themselves because they know what's coming next. There are maybe three or four main channels 
in this conversation that I'd like to revisit with you, if you don't mind. Um, and I hate to rehash this for people that have already done it. I know you've done it ad nauseum, but uh, you're one of the trusted voices in this. We talked with Malone earlier in the week, and I'd love to get you to kind of just comment 30,000 feet on where we stand today and what we know. Let's start with masking, because as I understand it, the CDC and the government is still fighting in court at present to maintain mask mandates, which I believe Florida itself has challenged and successfully so, so far. What do you know about the efficacy of masks and COVID? 12 randomized trials in respiratory diseases, two in COVID, showing no benefit of public masking and even N95 masking in healthcare workers failed to protect healthcare workers. The CDC currently says the only time we should wear a mask is when we're coming face to face with someone with COVID. What do we know specifically about this vaccine? Is there any circumstance uh, in the beginning uh, or today or any point in between where you were, um, I don't want to say an enthusiast, but you were someone that said, yeah, sure, take it, or you should, or, or even maybe still do you recommend it in any circumstance? I published in The, in the Hill in August of 2020 an op-ed that I think will go down in history. <clears throat> I'm the only public figure who called out a problem with the vaccines before they hit the market. And that was August of 2020, the title of the op-ed, The Great Gamble of the COVID-19 Vaccine Development Program. And it was a gamble because they were using dangerous genetic technology. And I knew this was going to be problematic. I anticipated it wasn't going to work, and I said it publicly. Where we have now is I was neutral on the vaccines as it came out of the clinical trials. And then as the data accrue, I've been noted to be the first public figure in a formal setting, the Texas Senate in March of 2021 to say the vaccines aren't safe. I've now concluded the U.S. Senate hearings in December 7, 2022, uh, and I, with the concluding remarks. I co-moderated the session, chaired by Senator Ron Johnson, uh, assisted by Senator Roger Marshall. Uh, and by assent, the entire group agreed the vaccine should be pulled off the market at this point in time. None of them are safe for human use. That was my next question. All of them? Uh, it seems like Pfizer gets the most scrutiny. Should all of them be scrutinized? They should all be scrutinized, and I think they should all be pulled off the market. There is no theoretical benefit. Uh, now our current um, set of Omicron variants here are so far away from the original uh, vaccines. There's no theoretical way the vaccines can have any benefit in COVID-19. Even the bivalent boosters, we've seen record numbers of blood clots, heart damage, neurologic damage, death. They have to be pulled. I really appreciated Malone's candor here, and I'm, I'm not asking you uh, if you'd rather not share, but I was interested that he admitted he took the thing uh, for travel because he kind of felt he had to, um, and, and he had terrible side effects because of it, he says. So I take him at his word. Um, let's talk side effects, though. Um, I, I don't know if you took it. If you did, d do you believe that these stories of side effects we're starting to hear about so much so that even the CDC is now entertaining? Hmm, maybe this causes stroke in certain people. Ladapo in Florida has said young men shouldn't take it at all. What do we know about the side effects? I can tell you I would never take an experimental genetic vaccine in order to travel. We should never take risks with our body like that. Now I'm a careful doctor. I would never do that to my body. No, I didn't take the COVID-19 vaccines. What we are hearing about side effects is real. We have so many sources of data now. The World Council for Health Pharmacovigilance Report, June 11th, 2022, has called for the removal from the market. It's unacceptable adverse event profile, unacceptable numbers of deaths. In our CDC VAR system, we have over 16,000 Americans who have died just a few days after taking the vaccines. This is a stunning report. This is worse than 9-11. 
this is worse than you know any natural catastrophe that we could possibly have. Uh, the vaccines are simply not safe for human use. Injuries, disabilities, and deaths, all unacceptable. So as we talk about sudden adult death, I mean, it, it does appear, again, I also, I'm only bringing this up because I don't want to be redundant in the same week with this audience, but uh, I'm asking all the pros uh, and people who have commented on this publicly, and I want to get you on record on this too, um, is it our imagination or is it real that it seems that we're seeing a lot of death in young people and high profile people that seems to come out of nowhere more so than usual? Is that it's, my imagination or real? It's real. It's happening in the old and the young. The first public figure to die of the vaccine was Hank Aaron, a uh, former baseball great. <clears throat> but there have been so many, whether it's you know clearly publicly disclosed like uh, Marvin Hagler or uh, you know there have been so many notable public figures, or if the vaccine status is concealed, in the setting of a novel vaccine where the FDA says it causes heart damage, and the published peer-reviewed literature says that the heart damage causes cardiac arrest, particularly with exercise or during sleep, what I've said, and a UK cardiologist who's very prominent there, Asim Malhotra, agrees that it is the COVID-19 vaccine until proven otherwise, each one of these deaths come up, everyone should be thinking it's the vaccine unless the family comes out and tells us they didn't take the vaccine. Ischemic stroke is what CDC is specifically looking into. Um, others have suggested it, it's heart related, which I know are not necessarily mutually exclusive. But can you explain the difference in some of these young men that we think maybe you're having heart problems because of this versus maybe I've heard from some listeners who said after the shot they had what is akin to a stroke in the eye, and they've lost vision over it. So um, what what are the differences there? Well, let's take stroke. Uh, Americans remember last year I was on Fox News. <clears throat> right around the time uh, when a nice lady, Miss Orandello, came on Fox News, and she had suffered a massive intracranial hemorrhage after taking Moderna and was had to have an emergency craniotomy, have the blood clot removed. She's neurologically devastated. She's uh, posting pictures of her recovery. She wears a Moderna t-shirt every day to warn people that this can happen. Uh, we know since that time in a paper from uh, Scandinavia uh, by Van uh, Dag Berhild, they report on 7,750 neurologically devastating strokes uh, within 28 days of taking the vaccine. Three Nordic countries. This is a vast number of cases. Separately in my Substack, I've written about blindness after taking the vaccine. If the vaccine hits the optic nerve or the optic artery, blindness results. There's been dozens of cases of blindness reported. Um, this is on my Courageous Substack uh, discourse uh, postings. Uh, stroke can definitely happen. The vaccines cause blood clotting. So the common mechanism to cause a heart attack or to cause a stroke is actually blood clotting within vessels. And and so the heart-related matters. I don't remember if you commented specifically. I don't think you went as far as to say like the DeMar Hamlin situation uh, in with the Buffalo game. I, did you go as far as to say that that might be a cause? Or I, I, I forget where you came down on that, for instance. Yeah, I was out on Tucker Carlson within 24 hours of the event. I told America a couple of things. I said, A, he's going to survive and recover. I was the only doctor who correctly got that one right, and which he did. 
And I told them, you know, they'll quickly rule out uh, a variety of, of different causes of the cardiac arrest. It wasn't because he tackled the other player. It was a primary cardiac arrest, and he was defibrillated and got CPR. So it's a cardiac arrest. It wasn't anything other than that. Uh, but what they told them is that, uh, you, you know, the U.S. government through the COVID Community Corp Program paid the NFL to push the vaccines. Our taxpayer dollars paid the NFL to push the vaccines. Uh, that was in, in April of 2021. In June of 2021, the FDA said the vaccines cause heart damage. So we know in uh, our cardiology guidelines, we cannot let players play sports if they have myocarditis. So we knew that August of 2021, the NFL says we want to mandate the vaccines. The Player Association said we don't want it. The NFL prevailed. They mandated the vaccines. The NFL ran the vaccines from August of 2021 to March of 2022, and then they dropped them. They dropped all COVID protocols. Suddenly in March of 2022, COVID no longer existed in the NFL. This was really a stunning development. NFL claims 95% of players took the vaccine, and now we have this sudden death on the field. What I've said is I'm the doctor, and I'm receiving this patient. If I'm receiving this patient, then I am going to first ask him and ask the family, did he take one of the vaccines? Which ones? When were they given? I'm also going to ask if he had COVID in his background. Those are the most relevant questions to ask. And I can tell you the uh, Bills doctors, the University of Cincinnati doctors, doctors back in Buffalo, the family, the players, everyone is completely radio silent on his vaccine status. It must be disclosed. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. Um, and I would then ask you, too, about the other young men. Um, I mean, just within that same week, we heard of high school and an Air Force football player, high school football player, uh, both dropped dead, young men, um, you know, late teens, early 20s. I, I, the, the thing is, I had a friend say to me, Chris, what we don't know, and I, I think this is right, but you correct me, uh, is this long-lasting? I mean, there's a ton of people in this audience you know, Dr. McCullough, that have taken that shot. And now they're thinking, well, what, am I a ticking time bomb too? Unfortunately, the shots are long-lasting. A paper from Stanford by Wilkin and colleagues shows the, the vaccine stay in the body for a very long time, at least months, if not longer. Spike protein stays in the body a very long time. It's cumulative. The more shots they take, the more toxicity builds up in the body. And we're greatly concerned. That's the reason why the vaccine uh, status has to be disclosed. We have to study this. We have to figure out who's going to be the next victim and who isn't. The longer people continue to uh, uh, basically ice any information about the vaccine status, our anxiety is, is rapidly ramping up because young person after young person is dying and no one will say a word about the vaccine. And I know you can't give with any certainty. I'll let you go on this. But for people that have taken this, I mean, I think about my own folks, for instance, who felt compelled, you know, as older people to take the thing. Um, they took the initial two shots and no more. I mean, is there do you think there's a period of time where you say, OK, you're probably in the clear or you, we don't even know that yet. It could be years. A couple of points. One, if, if somebody is taking some of these shots, the, the first point is the risk appears to be cumulative. So taking more shots is just asking for trouble. So the first piece of advice is stop taking any more shots. And we know right now in America, only 13% of people are taking shots. No more boosters. Yeah. No more boosters. Uh, number two, be vigilant. Uh, we think some people are having symptoms like uh, trouble breathing, chest pain, uh, with blood clots, maybe swelling. And uh, if they can see their doctor in time, get an evaluation, get a cardiology referral, some of this can be headed off. Okay. Uh, we're concerned about people who have no symptoms whatsoever 
and then they sustain some heart damage. They go out on the playing field and they make their first big tackle or their first big run, and then boom, it's cardiac arrest. The other time we've seen it is in sleep. During sleep and on the playing field, both uh, periods of time, there's a surge in internal adrenaline, particularly 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. So these reports of previously healthy people dying in their sleep, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., first thing I think of is COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis and sudden death. Wow. And, of course, young people don't even think about, you know, a heart issue. I mean, if you're young and healthy and you're an athlete, you wouldn't, you'd never imagine in a million years you're about to have a heart issue. Uh, Dr. McCullough, I, look, I, thank you so much for your transparency. Uh, final question, where does this go? I mean, I, there's, no, there's no legal recourse because this has always been an emerging, emergency designated shot, right? So the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies are insulated. I, I, I just wonder if there's any recourse here ultimately when this story's over. I think there probably will. Uh, I reviewed legis- proposed legislation today in 2021 to repeal the um, vaccine indemnity uh, 1988 legislation to make, make the vaccine manufacturers responsible for this. Uh, the other thing is the, in, the indemnity protections through the PrEP Act and CARES Act uh, uh, should not apply if uh, there's been a violation in the law. And what people think is that that we've been defrauded. We've been defrauded by the US FDA, CDC, NIH, and the uh, vaccine manufacturers on safety. It's fraud. And so uh, America was told to take these vaccines and they're safe. And we found out after two years, they're not. That's fraud. And if there's fraud, the liability shields should drop. And we should start to see some lawsuits come in and people start to get compensated and, and have some reparations made for what's great damage to our country. I mean, if there's ever to be any trust in public health again, and I, I, I think can't imagine it's at a worse low than it is right now. If there's ever to be any, there has to be some accountability and ownership. Don't they have to step forward and say, we got it wrong. We really screwed up here. We're sorry. They have to. They, yeah. they have to come out, pull them off the market, say they're sorry, and then we'll start this long investigative justice phase. Dr. Peter McCullough, brilliant stuff. Where can people go to uh, always read your latest and support your work? Uh, follow me at my website, PeterMcCulloughMD.com, uh, and that'll take you everywhere on social media. I've got a podcast, America Out Loud Talk Radio, McCullough Report, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday through the week on the podcast, iHeart uh, and Apple Network. I have Courageous Discourse, very popular Substack. Subscribe, support our efforts there, and uh, make sure that uh, people pick up a copy of the book, Courage to Face COVID. Preventing Hospitalizations and Deaths While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex has a thousand five-star ratings on Amazon. It's already in college uh, reading lists now. And it's the only COVID book written by a best-selling author, John Leake. I did the, um, the medical parts of it. It's a true story. It's nonfiction, narrative, and it's a true crime. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.